everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? I am so excited to give the update that I am officially in therapy. I had my first appointment on January 2nd. So it was like, what a great way to start the new year. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then I actually have my second appointment later today. So I think it's going to be good. I, I liked the gal that I chatted with. Um, and so I'm not sure yet if she's going to be like my perfect fit or whatever, but I definitely want to give it at least a few sessions to see. And it was interesting because just in our first conversation, she kind of came to the same conclusion that my acupuncturist came to. And <laughs> it was like, you seem really disconnected from yourself. Like that, that's a problem. Oh boy. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's interesting that two professionals from, you know, different fields, but same vibe are coming to the same conclusion after like one conversation. So uh, area for growth for me, for sure. How do you feel about that? Um, it feels like a little bit overwhelming because I'm like, I, when they say that, I'm like, yeah, that feels true. But also I feel like it's going to be really hard to change it, but I believe you can do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, but I like that it feels like validating, I guess, in some ways that they like both said the same thing separately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you can be like, okay, like two other professionals can see that this is a problem. So like, I'm going to take it seriously. Yeah, totally. But I'm excited to work on it. Yeah. Um, that is exciting. A great way to start the new year. Yeah. Off to a impactful start. Absolutely. Uh, what about you? How have you been growing? Well, we've had a lot going on just in general here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, I feel like I've been like really busy bordering on overwhelmed. So <laughs> one of the things that I've really noticed in the last like two weeks or so is that even when I'm quote unquote resting, my brain is not turning off. So I'm mm-hmm. just like sitting around thinking about all the things that are still left on my list for the day. Yeah. Which is not restful at all. So <laughs> I at least have identified that that's a problem and I'm going to yeah. apply myself to like when I'm resting, I'm resting and when I'm doing things, I'm doing things, you know? So yeah. hopefully that will help me recharge a little bit. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, I am really excited to talk about the book today. We are talking about Big Friendship, which is by Aminatu So and Ann Friedman. What What were your overall thoughts? What did you think about it? I think I might surprise you with this one, but I didn't love it. <gasps> yeah. Really? Oh I my gosh, that it. is surprising. I found it to be a little bit of like a, I'm powering through this to get to the end so that we can talk about it. But I also think that that might specifically be because the type of friendship that they have is like not super applicable to my life. Mm. Um, I can see how it would be really impactful for you because they specifically talk a lot about long distance friendships. Um, Yeah, for sure. And you're the only long distance friend I have. So it was like. And we're crushing it. Yeah, we are crushing it. (laughs) I I will say that the funny, uh, I found the part where they start talking about how they created the podcast to be kind of funny because I was like, this is kind of the same way we ended up in a podcast. It was like casual conversation and like just chatting and catching up and that's 
the vibe that we were going for when we started this too. So that was yeah. a, a funny like reflection, but their podcast like turned into a business and ended up being kind of like their only touch point, which I feel like hasn't happened to us, thankfully. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, I feel like in general, it wasn't what I was looking for in a friendship book. I will say that. Okay. Okay. What did you think about their definition of big friendship? Will you tell me your definition first? Of how I define big friendship? Or- yes. Yes, I will. I would say that a big friendship for me is a one where I share like pretty much all of my life with them and vice versa, that there's like a similar amount of sharing happening, not necessarily talking like all the time. Cause I feel like I definitely have big friendships with people that I don't talk to super often. And then I do have some big friendships where I do talk more frequently, But yeah, I think I agreed with part of their definition of big friendship where it's like it continues on through life phases because so much changes throughout our lives and the big friendships that can like sustain those shifts are pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. How many big friendships would you say that you have? Like currently or ever in my life? Uh, Currently. I would say excluding my sister's. 11 to 13. Okay. I think it's interesting too, because you're right about the way they describe big friendship as being like, you know, a a friendship that lasts over life stages. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I kept taking away that was hard for me to like, that made it hard for me to connect with their type of friendship, I think, is that they kept framing it as like, their partners and everybody else in their world recognizes them as like each other's best friend. Um, And to me, that's like a little bit exclusive. Sure. I will say that when I got to the end of the book and I read that they were not each other's like medical and like legal proxy, they had, they each had different people for that. I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I feel like this whole book you've talked about how, Y'all have been these like great friends over so many years and all of your, all of the rest of your friend group is like, you know, those two people go together Mm -hmm. and then there's other people in your lives that you haven't really discussed in this book at all. So I was surprised about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I feel like because of that, I kept thinking like, well, in their life, their biggest friendship is each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my point is other than like, (laughs) I just, I was surprised about you know, I get that. And I, I wonder, though, if they had been at some point had been what like like had been there in case of emergency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like all of that at some point, because I definitely have had times in my life where I've had a friend be that person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I guess I just kept thinking and, you know, we should make a big caveat here. Like, I obviously have some hang ups when it comes to friendship. Like, I have never been good or like natural at having big friendships I think is part of the problem that I'm like disconnected disconnected to this book maybe but I just kept throughout the book thinking like I would love to either hear the perspective of some of their other friends or like have Mm -hmm. them talk about their other friendships because I feel like they talked about it kind of in relation to like their network but they didn't talk specifically about other relationships that they have I didn't feel like yeah that's true 
I think that would be interesting to hear other people's perspectives, but I do feel like the book was because they, you know, yeah, had this like close, intense friendship and then it like went through something. Like one thing Mm -hmm. I did appreciate about the book was it was like, oh, our society, there is a lot of value in your friendships, but then there's not a lot of resources for like what to do when there's a problem in your friendship. Whereas like with marriage or whatever, there's tons and tons of books about like how to fix things and all that stuff. But we don't like treat these like big relationships that are friendships in our lives with, we like give them the same weight in some ways. And then in other ways, it's like, oh, well, that's not as important as a marriage, which is confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. They use the analogy in the book about the burners. So like if you have four burners and one's like career, one's family, one's friends, and one's like, you know, your romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. And they were like, usually, you you know, you can't have all four burners going at the same time or like the stove will short circuit or whatever. And like usually the first one to fall off is friends. And while I understand where they were going with that, I don't think at least in my mind, that's not how it works for me. It's like, I'm not going to cut off. I'm never going to cut off my friendship burner all the time. Yeah. But I'm going to be perfectly honest. I am going to put more effort into my romantic relationship because it's the person I've vowed to spend my the rest yeah. of my life with. So like, yeah. I'm not going to let that one fizzle as much yeah. as I might a friendship. Right. But I also don't think that it's like, again, it's not like I'm going to cut my friends off altogether. It's like I might put that burner on like 55% when it, when I need to put 100% into other areas. Um, totally. And then later I'll turn it back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I feel like there's probably times in our lives where if you have a close friend who's going through something, like you might for a time, like prioritize that over your romantic relationship, like when you need to, like it's all like a a give and take. 100%. Because I feel like the other thing too that they didn't really talk about, I don't think, is that sometimes that romantic partnership is so like stable and a foundation for you that it is easier to put that one on autopilot because, you know, it's just solid. Yeah. So it and in those times, it's easier to turn the friendship knob up. Absolutely. Um, how would you define big friendship? I don't know if I know. I feel like in my mind, big friendship is a friendship like theirs where they're like, well, at least what I read into it. Obviously, I don't know that that this is true. It might just have been my reflection and not actually the way the book is. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's those types of friendships that you think like they're each other's person mm-hmm. and none of their other friends are as close to them as that one friend is. And I yeah. feel like that to me is like b- big friendship. It's like the classic definition of best friend where like it's the one person instead of the tier. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know. How do you feel about that? About the one friend versus the tier of best <sighs> friends? This that's tricky for me. Like I throughout my life, I feel like I've had several like big friendships that are the way that they describe this, where like it feels really intense, mm-hmm. like you share everything, people think about you as a pair, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I have in the times in my life where that has been a thing, like I it makes me feel very special. It makes me feel really cared for. It's like outside validation of what I'm feeling for this person. Yeah. But I think as I've gotten older, 
I totally see how like that isn't that it is, it can be exclusionary or it could potentially feel exclusionary to like other close friends. And I have definitely like moved into more of the like tier space. Mm -hmm. I think of best friends in my life, but you know, when they were talking about like, Oh, it's like, it's really intense and it's, you know, this and that, like when they were talking about that stuff, I like wrote in my notes, like, I feel so lucky to have had that several times in my life. Um, because I know that that isn't true for everybody. And so, but yeah, then that made me feel like, Oh, is that like bad? Like, I don't know. You know, it brought up a lot of feelings for me. I don't think it's bad. I have had big friendships like that in the past. I just, I think that I'm naturally like not as good at forming those like really strong bonds as other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, we've talked about that a little bit before about like your, yeah, your friendship like patterns or something in the past. And Um, I think that's part of the reason I think I went into this book thinking like, oh, I'm gonna like have some takeaways for like my friendship problems. mm -hmm. And like, that's not what this book was. Yeah, I think it is really helpful for those types of like long term, really devoted friendships that you want to maintain. Like it's, it would be really helpful for that. Yeah. What did you think about their conversation around like stretching for a friend? Uh, I think that's really helpful. And also I feel like in friendships that, you know, you really care about that happens pretty naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never, thought about it, I guess, specifically as stretching, but I have thought about like, oh, you know, our friendship is like moving into a new phase and it's okay if it doesn't look the same as the last phase. Yeah. Um, I was definitely thinking about you in that point just about, because like you just had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I feel like, like a huge point of stretching for most friendships. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Do you feel like there's already been stretching happen, whether that's passive or like active, like stretching? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Um, I think I was more cognizant of it when I was the one that was childless and like another friend had a child. So mm-hmm. I think that the whoever's on that side of it probably has a little more like, honestly, to me, it comes down to brain space. Like, I yeah. I know that you're going through this big thing. And like, I can't when especially before you have kids, like I can't necessarily understand it because I haven't been there. But like, I'm going to do what I can to meet you where you are. Um, and now that I'm on the other side of it, I can see, like, we had so many people show up for us in the first few months after she was born. And that, that Mm -hmm. is like the greatest feeling. Yeah. Well, and I've been like, so impressed with the fact that you guys have like gone out and like joined in with like, oh, we're all, everybody's going to go do this. And you guys like go. And I'm like, I don't know if I would be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a couple people say something like that. And I, first of all, am appreciative of like people appreciating our effort because it is you know it's an effort um it is yeah. but i have always wanted to be the type of parent that like continues to be a person as i'm parenting i also know that while she's little it's like a little bit easier for us to do those things and it's just gonna get a little harder as she gets mobile and things like that so we're making an effort to do at least you know, a a portion of the things that we would have done before, Um, whether Mm -hmm. that means one of us goes and the other doesn't, or we go and we just don't stay as long as we would. Like, it it doesn't look the same as it used to, but we're just, we're trying to show up because that is a value of mine showing up for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like people always have the capacity to stretch and then like just choose 
not to like some because they talked about how in some friendships like maybe it's not worth it but i feel like their messaging was like everybody can do it if you value it enough or whatever like the stretching is possible Uh, no i don't think that it's i don't think everybody has a capacity all the time for sure like i'm thinking about you know families with kids that have special needs and like Mm -hmm. if you have maybe an ailing parent like there's so many different situations where your capacity is almost nothing and yeah that really sucks for your friends um but i was even thinking about when you said that you had like 11 to 13 big friendships like i think that in this season of life if i had that many like important friendships to maintain that i would be struggling yeah so i'm grateful that i have the good friends that i have and like i don't have to stretch myself too thin to like fill those cups Mm mm-hmm Well, and I feel like this is part of where my friendship anxiety shows up a little bit because I feel like I do a good job of maintaining a lot of friendships, but then I also alternatively, when I feel like I don't have the energy for it, it makes me feel bad about myself because I'm like, oh, like I've created this expectation or like part of myself that people are like, oh yeah, you're really good at keeping up with people. Like I've heard that so many times in my life and I agree. Mm -hmm. I think I am, but also- Then when you don't, you're like, I'm not doing what I can. I'm not doing my best. Exactly. And so sometimes, and I also have a tendency to, when I feel kind of disconnected a little bit from somebody or I'm having anxiety about them, I typically like withdraw. Mm. Um which is like the opposite of what would make me feel better. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'm feeling disconnected from them. I'm having anxiety. Okay, I'm not going to talk to them. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. So They talked about that book- a little bit in the book. Um, yeah. I can't remember which one of them was withdrawing, but it was like a cyclical thing where like mm-hmm. one thought they were bothering the other, the other one thought that they were burdening or something, so they were withdrawing, yeah. and it was like, creating this cycle um yeah just big old lack of communication yeah which i will say like if you know for those of you out there who have a big friendship that's like struggling a little bit this book would be really awesome one thing that was surprising to me was that they collectively decided to go to therapy which yes i wrote this down too i was like i mean kudos to you but would you ever consider going to therapy with a friend I don't think I would ever like think of that necessarily as a solution. Right. But I think there are a few friendships. Yeah, probably. I, if it was like, this is getting really bad and I, when we don't know what to do to fix it, like maybe. Yeah. I feel like if somebody else asked me to go to therapy, I would be like, sure, but it would never be my thought to, like, this is what we need to do. Totally. I also thought it was interesting that. I got the impression that they didn't try to talk it out much first. Yeah. They tried to have a reconnecting weekend and it didn't go well. And then they recognized that there was some problems and then Mm -hmm. they just decided to go to therapy. And I was like, okay, cool. Not everybody has those resources. And also that's to me, that's like step five, not step one. Well, and I would love to have known like what were like the details more of those conversations. I understand like they, you know, are being somewhat protective of their relationship and like I totally get that. But I was like, oh, I wonder like how this went. Like they're saying like, oh, it was awkward and like we just were mishearing each other or whatever. But I would have been curious to hear more details about like in maybe in general, like what was said and how did the other person interpret it. Yes, for Um, sure. 
that that would have been an interesting piece. Yeah. I felt like I I was really wanting more actionable, like if I'm in this situation, Mm -hmm. like how can I help myself? Like where were the communication and confrontation points and like what did you talk through and things like that? Mm -hmm. Um, How Mm -hmm. best can I go about having a conversation about the friendship even having a problem to begin with? Like, hey, I feel like we're having this problem and what can I do about that? You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like it was more of a, this is a really interesting story that a lot of people can relate to, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like, here's what you can do. Yeah. Um, Which maybe it's just my um, affinity for self-help. I'm like, I want action items, not stories. Totally. Or not just stories, I guess. Well, but to your credit, like the subtitle is like how we keep each other close. Yeah, it talks a lot about theories um, about relationships and like mm-hmm. uh, relationship dynamics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, shine theory and mm-hmm. like friend they webs talked about, and things like that. And they talked about like attachment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like it was a very specific type of friendship and mm-hmm. also didn't necessarily have like, you know, concrete action items for if you're mm-hmm. in the same situation. Yeah, I get that. What did you think about the shine theory portion. I thought it was funny that they were like Reese Witherspoon and lots of people have tried to like take this theory as theirs. I had never heard of shine theory before. And I feel like in, you know, all of the feminist learning that I've done in the past, Mm -hmm. I've just assumed that, you know, when you have female friends, you lift each other up. And like, to me, that's kind of common sense a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know it's not easy, especially like when if you're in a career that's like a little bit cutthroat or, Mm -hmm. you you know, you're competing for anything, really, um, Mm -hmm. that can be hard. But in my experience, it's been a little bit more like a natural thing. Yeah. One thing, too, that they talked about, and I'm trying to remember if I should have written down like what point it made me think of this, but your saloons, is that what they're called? Salons. Yes. Your salons. (laughs) One of my hopes for 2023 is that I can host a salon every month. So TBD on that. Um, But yeah, those salons are really great friendship and just like, it's good for my like intellectual health for Mm -hmm. to do a salon. And for those of you who don't know what they are, the concept came from like, you know, the olden days when they would have these salons where you basically come together as a group, discuss political or intellectual topics. So mm-hmm. when we do them, I basically ask that everybody come with some sort of topic they want to discuss, whether it's like an article that they read, a podcast they listened to, something that, you know, even things that we might t- talk about here, like they could easily be salon topics. And then mm-hmm. we kind of go around the room. One person explains their topic, we discuss, and then we go to the next person. It's really great. It's great fun. Highly recommend. Yeah. There was part of this book when I can't remember what it was, but they kind of talked about being together and like having like these really interesting, in-depth, like connecting conversations. And I totally thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They did talk a little bit about the type of friendship that they have is is based more on deep conversation than, mm-hmm. you know, surface level topics. And that's how a lot of their female friendships are. And I would feel the same way. And I think yeah. that that quality of a friendship is really important to me. Mm-hmm. When I would say like our like our core 
mm-hmm. group of girls, like that is what our friendship is based off 100%, of. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, not that we don't have, you know, fun conversations about like, what are you watching? And like, <laughs> you know, music, what do you read? Like all of that stuff comes up, of course, but that's like in addition to, yeah, these big, serious, vulnerable connecting conversations that make it, I think that maybe that's part of your definition of big friendship. Yeah, it definitely is for sure. Yeah. Maybe I need to work on refining my definition of big friendship. Maybe so. But also if anybody out there has um, any friendship book recommendations on like, you know, making friends when you're older. Also, I will say the statistic in there that was like years 30 through 50 are like a low point in friendships. I was like, that is not what I want to hear at 31 years old. (laughs) That's not what I want. You're like, okay, great. (laughs) I feel like. I I did appreciate and related to, and I feel like most people would, is like when they've talked about your friendships changing. I just like that they called attention to either like start dating somebody seriously or mm-hmm. you move or you have like a new important job or you have a baby or whatever. Like I just appreciated like, and maybe it's like a no duh, but the validation of the difficulty sometimes that comes with a transition in your life. And I feel like even though I do feel very lucky to have had like really intense, special friendships in my life, I feel like I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I go through like a period of like pretty significant loss when that, when there is like a big shift, because it's like, oh, like either you know, friends that I've lived with before or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I know every single detail of your day. I used mm-hmm. to know everything. I used to be a part of it. Yeah. And then I'm not. Right. And like, that's normal and it's okay, but like, it is a shift. And yeah. so I feel like that has been times in my life where that's been super hard to like contend with. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a good thing that they pointed out. Um, mm-hmm. And something that literally every friendship goes through. Yeah. A hundred percent. What were other parts of the book that you really like? I I liked that they talked about their experience with starting to know that like something is up or wrong, but it's so hard to admit that <laughs> like, because you want to, I feel like it's almost like a protective instinct and granted like their friendship was like very public. And so I could understand that their pressure to like maintain this image of good, their great friendship or whatever was like a little bit more high stakes or Mm because they have a business involved and like all that stuff. I get that. But I feel like I've had times where like, I'm like, Oh, something's weird, but I don't want to say anything because it makes it too real. Or like, maybe we'll just like move past it. And I think part of that too is like, a, am bad at conflict. And also like, (laughs) yeah, there just isn't like a lot of resources on like how to, how do you have conflict and like still hold on to this friendship or like the fear that the friendship will change in some way is like, I appreciated that they talked about that because that's definitely something I've felt before. Yes, 100%. I think that was a great takeaway. One of the things that they mentioned in relation to that is that with romantic relationships, you kind of have that assumption that they'll be there. Like there's mm-hmm. not, like you can have a fight and not assume that you're going to break up every time. Yeah, you know? totally. But with friendships, you don't really have that like fallback. You're not sure if yeah. this one conversation is going to make the other person just like not want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is such a problem with most relationships, but I, 
I don't know the answer. And I, I like, yeah. I've never heard anybody have a good answer for it, which sucks because I would love to have more honesty in my relationships, but, or my, my friendship, platonic relationships, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when even little things come up, I don't feel comfortable most of the time saying like, Hey, this made me feel X, Y, and Z. Yeah. hundred percent. Same. <laughs> Okay, if we could think, if we can crack this code, yeah, we would make millions of dollars. Millions. millions. <laughs> we would write a book that I would really like to read about. Friendship. <laughs> that you would give five stars. <laughs> we will call it bigger friendship. Yeah. Um, how to fight and stay together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's really tough. Okay. Well, I have a funny thing that just happened. Okay, tell me. So I just picked up my phone to check the time. And as you know, y'all know, probably we have this app called The Pattern, which is an astrological app. And it gives you like (laughs) fun, (laughs) like, you know, notifications about whatever Mm -hmm. is happening with astrology at the moment. And I just got a friendship pattern notification on this call for our friendship. Oh my so, gosh, read it, read it, read it. Yeah, it says, there's something familiar about your bond with Anna, which is helping ground you both. It's giving you a sense of feeling totally at home with each other. There's a deep oh. sense of understanding and trust between you. Because of this, you can be open to Anna's criticism without getting defensive. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any criticisms for me, I promise I won't be defensive. <laughs> um, That's incredible. I have nothing. Only glowing reviews for you. That's great. And also, maybe for anybody who's actually read this book, we should reiterate that we don't have friendship problems behind the scenes. We're not pretending we do to not. be friends. We on swear. This <laughs> <laughs> and sweeping things under the rug, like yeah. what has, you know, what happened for them. But also, their podcasts like blew up and became really totally. popular. And like, there's, there is a lot of extra well, pressure with that. And I did remember in the My Favorite Murder podcast, they went to therapy. Oh, really? Together at some yeah, point. Yeah, I feel and- like it almost makes more sense if you're business partners. Like the therapy thing yeah. makes more sense to me. Like, oh, your business partners, you would want to put in like the time, effort, and money for that. Yeah, totally. And I feel like when they talked about it, they were talking about it more from a perspective of not that something was wrong, but they were just like, okay, like, this is getting really big. Like we're having to make a lot of like financial decisions. Like they just wanted to get a foundation of like communication on how do we talk about this stuff. So I feel like it was more of like a proactive. I love that. That situation makes total sense to me. Like we're Mm -hmm. in this for the long haul and like we want to stay healthy. So yeah. Love it. It's great. One other thing. I know I mentioned this, but I'm curious your thoughts. I feel like in the book, they like operate on the premise that their relationship with each other is like equally as important as, you know, any romantic partnerships they have, which I, mm-hmm. I do think friendship is like very important. I'm not discounting that. But again, yeah. like I mentioned before, I don't think that there is a situation where I would in a crisis put a friendship over my marriage. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I agree in a crisis, like Yes, would not. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like my relationship with Taylor is absolutely one of the most important things in the world to me. But I don't know. I feel like I have some friendships that I would put on the same level. And maybe that isn't true. Like if, you know, push comes to shove type of things, but I, maybe it's not. But I have, I think I would fight the same for some of my friendships that I would fight for him. Yeah. I think that's fair. 
I'm actually thinking now, too, about if I were to look at Seb as less of a, like, if ex- excluding the romantic part. Mm-hmm. He and I are just really great friends. Like, he yeah. is the closest friend that I have. So I think maybe mm-hmm. that is also playing into my hierarchy here. It's not only yeah. that I have made vows to him to prioritize him. I've also really just value his friendship, too. It's like he is my closest friend. So, of course, I'm going to prioritize that. That Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because I feel similar. Like, Taylor is absolutely one of my best friends. But, like, he's not he's not above in the friendship category he's not above anybody yeah and i think that (laughs) is very reflective of like i just feel like you're better at being friends than (laughs) i'm just like i don't excel naturally in the friendship category bracy we all have our strengths i know i'm yeah i it is an area for growth for me for sure well i think you're doing a stellar job at least in this friendship just ask the pattern app (laughs) (laughs) yes i'll consult them every time i'm feeling some type of way about it yeah (laughs) Okay, well, if you have read this book or you are going to read it because we read it, we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts. The f- I feel like friendship is a very fun topic for us and like always interesting and something that we think about a lot. So would love to hear anybody's thoughts. You can email us at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at lightheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye.